Hi, and welcome back to Peel the Mellow. In today's episode, Helena and I are going to be talking about some recent favorites, things that we've been watching or reading, just some recommendations that you guys might find interesting and want to try out yourself. I think, yeah, Davina said we'll be doing things that we've been consuming, I guess, on a recent basis. I think we also stopped started this podcast a few times. So I had written a list, but that list is now invalid. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I was going to mention how much I watched BTS so far. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I think you have to update people on that. Okay. So during the second week of lockdown, um, we will get into each other's weeks because we traditionally do that anyway. But um, on the BTS front, I have a few friends who cl- were close friends as well who have actually fallen down like the BTS rabbit hole um, on YouTube and just like falling into the love that BTS is and the uh, fans that BTS have, they're known as, you know what they're known as, right? ARMY. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you know what Blackpink fans are called? Pinkies? Oh, close. They're called... Is it? I know. No, 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 close, close. It's um, Blinks. How is that close to pinkies? <laughs> I mean, it's like blink, pink. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, blink, so yeah. I <laughs> I think that's the thing. Like, during lockdown, when you don't have a lot of things to do, so this was the most recent lockdown in, oh, my gosh, I've lost track of months. May-ish, maybe. Was it May? I don't even remember. Melbourne went to lockdown for two weeks. And as you do when you don't have a lot to do, uh, BTS actually came out with their new single, Butter. So they came out with that probably like the day before or the day right after lockdown was announced. And I was like, oh. So I just want to say that <laughs> even without lockdown, do you think you would have been as interested? Surely. Like this is not. No. Really? I wouldn't have time. I wouldn't have had t- the time to like listen. So I replayed it so much at when I was working. Yeah. So if, okay. To, yeah, I would have still been working from home without lockdown. So maybe I'll give you that. But also just like they've been around for and the army is, is probably going to come up to me for getting <laughs> these facts wrong. But for like seven, <laughs> eight, nine years ish. Yeah. And so they there's just like so much content to catch up on. So I would just like watch one view. And what I really enjoyed watching was people reacting to watching BTS video clips so like the butter a lot of people reacting to that and I kind of fell into a rabbit hole on YouTube where you just go through like all their past performances they've been on a lot of Korean variety shows as well so there's a lot Mm. of that on YouTube and just like and now I know all their names so I feel like that's (laughs) like I wouldn't I didn't actually know their names when like the other songs like Dynamite and stuff came out so I did enjoy those songs but I think I was just very fixated on (laughs) just what they uh, ex- like just stand for in terms of like they're just you just I don't know and when I just listen to Butter I just feel really happy and mm. initially when I f- heard it for the first time because I think you've listened to it as well I was yeah. like oh this is like this is not bad but like I just kept playing it over and over and over and over again <laughs> <laughs> like what did you think about it when you first heard it um yeah I went I went and listened to it again when you rec- like when you brought it up and you told me mm. to go watch it again um, and because I think I heard the song, but I hadn't watched the music video. Mm. 
but yeah no i i definitely see where you're coming from it's like very like cheery and like boppy and like it does like make you smile so yeah i definitely do agree with that yeah Yeah, and i think they're just like so talented and then i got into just watching their performances and like their dancing in particular and then um one of my favorite music videos i think this is the one where i'm just like whoa this is like really cool so Mm. there's uh their fake love music video so you'll watch it like on like initially oh, yeah. and you would <laughs> I know this. Too much. Did you actually watch it so i told you to watch it i haven't no i haven't watched i haven't watched the video but i've heard the oh, song okay well but, there's this um yeah. this guy i actually should get his name so that people can actually watch him but so essentially this is a music video editor and he reacts to the fake love uh music video yeah and I think I don't want to ruin it, but there's just so much meaning behind their music videos and you wouldn't think it on like watching it the first time. But when yeah. you like just watch it carefully, they're just like, it's kind of just how I see K-dramas. Like Korean dramas mm. have like so much thought, so much depth. They're like produced so well. And this is all mm. in like a music video. And like the meaning behind the song is just like, <laughs> I was like blown away. <laughs> like, it's like and the imagery and the oh I just I don't even like edit stuff it like it's just crazy and insane so the music video uh, or the YouTube video that I'm referring to is Jordan Orm so O-R-M-E um, he reacts to the fake love yeah um, official music video and that was when I like my jaw dropped and I was like oh I was like there's this moment in the music video where mm. like it, that happens and I was just like I just felt like this little person in like this this insignificant little thing in this like world that like they're just making such big impact and like oh there's just so much meaning behind this songs. <laughs> and also this is also when the Mac is BTS mill came out as well. Oh so my gosh. Being like someone who was just like jumping on the BTS bandwagon, I think yeah, I definitely went and got those meals or got that meal. Uh can't say enjoyed it as much. So it's 10-ish nuggets. Uh, yeah. Shaker fries. No one really likes shaker fries from Macca's. I don't know. Wait, what's shaker fries? Like what's... Is that different to normal fries? Yeah. So shaker fries is like normal Macca's fries and then you get seasoning or something and you like shake it with the seasoning in the bag. But like Macca's uh. fries in itself are like really good already. So I think that was like chili flavoured powder with like the Macca's yeah. fries but we just had Macca's fries by itself and then there was a chili sauce sweet chili sauce and a Cajun sauce and I was like what has Cajun got to do with Korea because <laughs> I was like why do you have like a bulgogi sauce okay I'm sure there's like yeah. thought behind this or like a kimchi why do you have sauce? gochujang in yeah, this exactly. little top you could have like okay sweet chili I kind of get but then a lot of people were saying the sweet chili sauce reminded them of, like, just the sweet chili you can get from, like, I don't know, yum cha or, like, right. stuff you dip, like, spring rolls in. Yeah. Um, but I actually found it quite hot. I also have a very low um, spice tolerance. Everyone told me that it was really sweet. And I was like, okay, good. Taste the sweetness. But Cajun, I don't know, it just doesn't seem Korean to me. But um, interesting flavor profile of the Cajun. It was um, very heavy, very creamy, uh, but wouldn't probably order it again I didn't order again but the packaging was really nice because oh my gosh and this is why I think I also really love BTS this is like a whole BTS friend but yeah their favorite color is 
purple and I love <laughs> and okay so this is okay so the background behind why I like purple I don't know if I've told you this I you love know? how you have to justify why you like this color. no I didn't have to justify but I find it quite interesting how this has become yeah. my favorite color because it's my favorite color because it was Justin Bieber's favorite color <laughs> No, no that's serious? actually that's actually why it's my favorite color. So I think growing up, you know how like the standard question is, hey, what's your yeah. favorite color in like, I don't know, yeah. primary school, high school? And I like never felt an affinity towards any certain color. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, blue's cool. Red's cool. Red was cool because it was like Chinese and like I was Chinese and my house in high school was red. But then it like it wasn't that strong of an urge to like, like oh. red. <laughs> This is all this is all very true. And then blue, but then blue's like basic. Like blue's just <laughs> And then yeah, Justin Bieber. I actually got the perfume for my eighteenth birthday. And it's like this. Oh my purple... gosh, there's so much yeah, sorry you go. <laughs> um this purple colour. So that's why I like purple. Um and then Steve Jobs' favourite colour is apparently purple. So I was like and th- this came out like I think this year they a purple iPhone came out and I was like, Oh, why is it purple? Apparently Steve Jobs' favourite colour. And then oh. BTS's favorite color is purple. So this is like all affirming that purple is a great color. And I think it's not right. like the deep purple. It's like the lavender lilac purple. So the packaging of the meal was actually quite beautiful. And the sweet chili sauce was like a pastel pink. And then the Cajun was like a pastel yellow. Uh, and then in America, <gasps> oh they had like <laughs> pastel purple boxes. Um, so yeah, that was a roundabout way to say... I was consuming a lot BTS. of BTS. I think I've fallen <laughs> off it a little bit. But, like, what's your favourite colour? Pink. Uh, okay. I'll Hello. <laughs> look at my look at my tracksuit pants. Yeah, yeah. Pink. Pink's also good. Do you have, like, a pastel pink or a deep pink? Oh, I have so many pieces of, like, like a kind of dusty rose pink clothing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like a pink blouse. Yeah. Okay, before we get into what we're currently consuming, and thank you for bearing with me for that whole BTS spiel. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Davina, do you want to update us on what's happening, i.e. lockdown in Sydney? Woo! <laughs> so before we started recording this, I had like a probably one hour talk with Helena, half of which was just like asking for her advice about how to get through <laughs> lockdown. Um, to be fair it's only like day four and I'm already a little bit like running out of things to do yeah it's uh, like it's okay like honestly it's not that bad Um, I'm working from home and like the place I'm living right now is quite nice I've got nice housemates they're not like they still have to go to work which is Mm. good so there's like not a lot of overcrowding in the apartment Mm. but yeah it's just it's weird because I wake up and it's like 7 or 8 a.m. and I don't have to get online until like 9. And I'm just like, I have all this like free time that I don't know what to do with. And I think mm. that's the most, it sounds weird, but that's the most stressful part. Because there's <laughs> like this extra time and I don't know what to do with it. And I feel like I need to be productive. But then I don't want to, like, but then I'm lazy. Uh, so, yeah. But hopefully things will get back to normal in maybe like a week and a half time. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think it's 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 kind of when when I was trying to give Davina advice or like 
anecdotes of what I did, I actually just couldn't remember because this has just been my life. Like lockdown's been my <laughs> life for the last year. And it's like even the initial period of adjusting, like I actually just don't remember my whole, like I think my whole lifestyle, my whole body is just adapted to mm. the lockdown lifestyle, which is working from home. So that extra hour that Davina was talking about, like I've already filled that. And if I need to go back into the office now, like my body will go into like, reverse culture shock trying to figure out (laughs) how to wake up on time or like early to catch my train so it's yeah it's it's so weird and we're just saying how it feels like we're in this like loop of hopefully this doesn't kind of happen again next year but I'm hoping the rest of the country so currently if you're one of our international listeners I don't know if you have any but if you are (laughs) And if you're not aware, or if you're just not aware of what's happening in Australia, so Melbourne is coming out of lockdown at the moment. We're still, uh, yeah, relatively open. And then mm. literally over the last three days, every state and territory except for Tassie, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's correct, they have mm. all just introduced some form of restrictions or lockdown. So it's, yeah, not looking great. Uh, cases in Sydney are quite high, I would say, uh, just comparatively to what it's been. But um, yeah, and I've got colleagues as well who are in Sydney and I've just been like, if you ever need lockdown tips, let me know if you um, <laughs> if you have spare time, go for a walk, try, keep yourself active. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty rough and hoping that, um, yeah, Davina will survive, which I know she will. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo, I got my knitting on. I started knitting a vest, which I'm actually really proud of. Yeah, it's this nice baby blue colour. It's really nice. Is it a vest with buttons? Are you going to put buttons on it? No, oh, it's wait, like in... one of those stylish vests that people oh, wear about the a button-up ones. shirt. Yeah, yeah, with a white white collared shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly... I have this vision. Um, white collared shirt, then you can put some knee-thigh-high boots. <laughs> no, no, I don't have thigh-high boots. Sadly not. Maybe that's what I'll need to buy next. <laughs> oh, no, that'll be so nice. But, yeah, other than other than lockdown, how's everything? Uh, again, can't really say without lockdown, but I was going to say, how are you going? <laughs> but, yeah, I've been watching a lot of TV. So mm. um, I do have a recommendation for people who have Netflix. Um, there's a TV show that I think they released in China, I think in March. Um, I was looking mm-hmm. at this up online, um, but it's just come on Netflix called the Rational Life. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. I actually haven't watched a lot of Chinese TV, which I really should. But yeah, no, it's really... I was going to say it's really good, but I'm like, it's not like the most amazing show, but it like really hits the spot. <laughs> What's the, like, the vibe, the genre or like the... Okay, so the premise is the main character is this working female in her early 30s and, you know, the classic storyline of being pressured to get married and, like, doesn't want to get married, but, like... Where is this person? Shanghai? Shanghai, yeah. It's always Shanghai, so it's like, I knew... It is always Shanghai, and it's always, like, you know, like, making it in a big city and, like, Why is all it the always struggle Shanghai? and the Is that just Sorry. where all the shows are? Why is it always in Shanghai? Because people know about Shanghai. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, Shanghai, there's something, probably something Beijing. very romantic about Shanghai, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's like the idea that like this is where people go to like realize their dreams, but then it's also really hard because it's so competitive and mm. and there's like the whole idea of um like one of the characters in the show, he doesn't have his 
what do you call it like residency yeah you know yeah. when you have like a who call like yeah, yeah you're yeah. not from that place so you can't actually it's almost like a visa but it's, it's not but like you can't like live there or you don't have yeah, like the yeah. benefits of like a local yeah it's like romance comment like rom-com mm. and the whole story at a high level is like basically her and then this younger guy mm. I think it was like the difference of like 12 years mm. so it's like that relationship but then also her in the workplace like there is like a bit like you know her as a woman in the workplace like connections in the workplace as well and how like that inhibits what's her uh, job she starts off doing like as a legal advisor in this um car firm like this motor vehicle firm and then afterwards they go into like electric cars and like that's the department she works for so it's like a bit of an eco-friendly kind of (laughs) like electric car promotion um part of it but yeah I don't know just like really good and I think you know when you watch people work really hard in like a in like an office and like I can do this and overcome any obstacles in the way I just feel like motivated to work hard at work yeah (laughs) And, like, it doesn't matter, like, that I'm doing admin tasks or this is so boring. But mm. look at these people kind of making it and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I, like, really enjoyed it. Um, very chill. Also not very long. Because I know mm. some Chinese shows, they go for, like, 60, 70 episodes. And honestly, like, halfway through, I'm like, this is this is too long. Um, I think it's 30 episodes or 30-something. Is it, like, a comedy-ish? Yeah. It's like, it's like a romance story, but there's, like, a lot of comedy elements. And it's very lighthearted. And I think that's why I quite enjoyed it. It's not very serious. And there's no, like, real drama. Like, there's no scandal, I think that's what I should say. Yeah, yeah. I find, like, when I'm in a certain mood, like, recently, where I'm just, like, I just want something to watch that's, like, funny and makes me laugh, but also, like, isn't emotionally taxing, mm. I'll go towards Chinese TV shows. Because mm. I find some sometimes, like, American TV shows, like, they're very, like, scandalous. Like, they can be very scandalous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the drama. Yeah. And, you know, like, in Asian TV shows, like, they're more conservative as well. Mm. So it's like, oh, we touched. Or, oh, like, you know. <laughs> well, like, in American TV, it's like, oh, my gosh, that person slept with my best friend and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, this is a bit too intense. That's so funny because when um, you're saying those traits of a TV show, that's, like, yeah. what I would go to and watch reality TV show. And one of the shows yeah. that I have been watching is Too Hot to Handle, which is the most scandalous. Oh, my gosh, you are watching <laughs> so like I wasn't planning to and then I opened up Netflix and it's like the huge banner that's like oh, too hot to handle Alina. is back and you're like yes and then I just watched all of the episodes that were available and I just checked all the rest of the season is up so I'm gonna that's what I'll be doing after this episode but like I find like those things so frustrating because I just don't like the people I think that, that that's the thing I just just find it just super entertaining. Just like, yeah. even though I like completely disagree and would not condone any of their actions. Cause some of them are just completely like really not nice people. And the way that they treat each mm. other is just like not great at all. And, but yeah, I just find it just like really entertaining. Whereas like, I can see how you could just get really frustrated and just really yeah annoyed. I think I'm just more to the point where like, I'm just past the point where like, they can change oh they probably can sorry but it's just just really great entertainment value and I try to overlook the fact that I'm putting money in their pockets but it's just so (laughs) funny like it's just 
hilarious that people like this exist and mm. then also that they make money of this. But it's like me yeah. that's giving them this money. Dang. <laughs> Is it, like, how would you rank it, though? Like, in terms of, I mean, the reality shows available on Netflix. Uh, it's not good. I think, to be honest, like, Selling Sunset is up there. And yeah, because and you, you've watched a bit of it or you watched it, right? Yeah, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably quite up there. It's it's just honestly, like, a really easy watch. For Netflix and stuff was around, you'd have to kind of watch these episodes once a week. I don't know, mm. honestly, if, like, if that was what, this show was and they didn't drop like four or five episodes at one time I don't know if I'd actually keep watching it every week because I don't mm. have that like desire to like keep up but because I just have like an hour spare I'll just like zoom through all of it and they'll be like oh that was entertaining yeah, yeah. so it's like it's not great but it's great in the fact that I'm going back to it like it's just, well it's interesting enough that you'd want to continue it's just like yeah it's just ridiculous like it's just no but I'll definitely not be watching it but I have been watching, like, a docu-series, mm. which I've mentioned to you already, called Couples Therapy on SBS On Demand, mm. and I definitely would recommend. Like, that's a lot more... I think that's the thing. Like, I think I need to, like, watch these shows and withhold judgment. Mm. And I think I'm... But, oh, yeah. But I was... I told Davida to watch One Tree Hill, and then she was... Here she was making judgment calls on the lovely main character, Peyton. Anyway, <laughs> Like, but then, like, it's kind of contradictory because I guess, like, the entertainment value is that you get to judge these people incessantly. Mm. Like, on, say, like, something like Too Hot to Handle, right? Like, you're watching it and you're like, this is ridiculous. Or, like, The Bachelor and you're like... Hmm. I don't know if it's judging them. It's more... Surely you're not like, oh, I totally understand why they hooked up with, like, five people in a row and, like, this is okay. I actually think I do understand. I just don't agree with what they're doing. Ah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, but like say with like couples therapy, I think because you're following this one therapist like over like over her treatment with multiple couples mm-hmm. um, and over the course of I don't know how many months, you kind of really get to see like dig deep and see the reasoning behind they act a certain way or re- mm. overreact a certain way. And I find that quite interesting because it's very much like in the first episode, I mean, if you watched it, I guess I'm not spoiling it because literally it's like in the first few minutes. Mm. This guy says to his wife, he's like, oh, I just like want to have sex anytime I want and like no responsibility, mm. and like nothing. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like people just say things and you're like, okay, can we just backtrack because that makes no sense. I <laughs> can't just do whatever you want and like mm. people aren't your slave and you, mm. yeah. Um, but then it's like really interesting because then over the course of the episodes, you kind of find out about like why they think a certain way a lot of it might have to do with their childhood or their upbringing and also like how that dynamic plays out within a certain couple so yeah I find it really interesting because you really get to see people's like the different circumstances of different individuals and it's not like you'd meet them in real life and day to day but kind of hopefully developing more empathy um, yeah See, that's exactly yeah. why I watch reality TV show, though. Oh, Too Hot to Handle helps you develop. No, yeah, it does. Honestly, it's more just, like, yeah, trying to see... And I think because, like, what Too Hot to Handle is, like, the premise of that show is, like, they bring all these, like, hot singles. Oh, <laughs> I said hot singles. <laughs> but they all, like, really love to have sex, really love to have, like, 
intermingling between <laughs> them. Mm. And then they are given this challenge where they're not allowed to have any sexual interaction with each other and like do any sexual activity at all. Mm. And so it's just very just interesting to see how they do in the face of that challenge where you know that they want that sexual interaction. And I guess like the point of the story is that they want these people to not just focus on the physical aspect of relationship but more focus on emotional connection or like actually speaking Mm. before they have like having a conversation before (laughs) they just like get in bed with someone right and so I think that growth that you might see like is really cool to see but it's also just seeing the flip side because again I'm completely opposite to them in that I would like need to have an emotional connection to be in a relationship with someone or like to be physical with someone but then for them yeah. it's like the flip side so like trying to just watch people who are like opposite to me and then try to like what I think is like pretty human basic behaviors but they just mm. somehow lost that along the way and I think that's the thing you can see that in these um people in their histories there's just have like they either have like a lot of enablers in their um, in their past or in their past yeah. relationships they've been hurt by someone and then they're just scarred by it and then they hurt the person that they're in a relationship with and it's just like this cycle of like yeah human trauma and just mm. either trying to protect themselves by not showing emotion at all and not being vulnerable at all so th- I think that's like a whole deep part of to handle that's like the deeper meaning behind it but then yeah it's just entertaining to see like will mm. they break the rules because if they do break the rules they actually cost everyone money because they have, like, a prize money. Wow. And so it's, like, will they do it? Are they reckless enough to do that? And, yeah, some of them are just, like, reckless and just, like, completely just, like, I don't even care about it anyway. And yeah. even just, like, the people that go on these shows, it's just, like, why? Like, it's just... <laughs> I feel like you're, like, here to grow and then you're, like, but these people are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. I think I'm optimistic, like, low-key optimistic, um, and yeah, there are some like really like, oh no, I can't even say I like any of them from the get go. Cause they're just like yeah. completely conflict with like what I think of a person should be. Mm. Yeah. It, that's the thing. I think I'd still give people the time of day, even if they do conflict with me or they have conflicting values. Mm. And that's the same thing yeah. with like, um, watching like couples therapy in terms of like, oh, like I wouldn't agree with you, but I'd still like would want to hear your story. And not, yeah, yeah. Um, not hear it because, like, I just, yeah. And I think that's, that again, what you touched on, like, empathy. And I think that's exactly why I watch it. Like, I think I'm a very empathetic person. And I just, I just want to understand people, you know. I just want to see people, <laughs> like, yeah, not have, like, these fabricated storylines, which some at some times are, like, pretty good. But yeah, at best of times, it's, um, it's not real. No, but even reality TV shows not real, so... <laughs> What is real? <laughs> you're literally talking yourself into a circle. Yeah. But no, I do, I do, I do see where you're coming from. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and I do think you have a lot of empathy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anything else? Anything else you've been keeping yourself entertained? I've been given my update. So my oh, update. sorry, sorry, Helena. How's your life going? <laughs> Yeah, so before I launch into what I've been watching, which honestly is quite a bit, I kind of like have surprised myself by how much I can consume, which if you remember from the first few episodes, you betcha I'm watching all this stuff on two times speed. So (laughs) (laughs) 
what's been happening in my life? Yeah, so I have re-injured my wrist. <laughs> so I actually injured my wrist probably in January, actually. So when I was in Brisbane, when I was visiting Tavina, I remember I couldn't even hold onto a plate to wash it because I, I didn't have any grip in my right right hand. Mm, excuses, and, guys. No. I just didn't want to do the dishes. <laughs> and yeah, that was from a gym, uh, like a gym injury. And then it's what, June now, end of June. I've slowly been building up the strength and stuff like that. And then this past weekend, I had quite an active weekend. I played badminton. I played mm. volleyball. Volleyball's not great for your wrist. Uh, and I also played what really did it. I played table tennis. And then what really did it was playing foosball. There's so much wrist action needed. And I was like the attacker. So I would just like flick my wrist and then the goal would go in. And I was like, yes. And I was just like <laughs> overtaking. <laughs> yeah, low, low, <laughs> low key a brag, but also just, just I was just so overtaken by the adrenaline, and we were like winning, we we're doing so well. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're a beast. And I was just like <laughs> flicking the wrist. And yes, then, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's like, and I could feel the pain, and then I'm really feeling like feeling it today. So I played mm-hmm. it last night. Um, so that's not great because I was just starting to get back into the gym because gyms are back open. Oh, so that's not great. But other than that, yeah, living my chill life. I don't know, just like eating out a lot still. Um, mm. That's all kind of... Oh, there's a really cool deal on, which by the time people listen to this in Melbourne, probably still on. Melbourne Money is a way for you to claim 20% back of your restaurant bill when you dine in in city locations or CBD oh, wow. in a suburbs. Yeah, yeah. So we were actually in the city last weekend or the weekend before and we got these like souffle pancakes and we only paid or not only they were quite expensive but we were just shy of $50 by like $5 and I was like oh my mm. gosh we should just get a drink and then we can go over 50 because the minimum to get the claim is $50 and then you yeah. get 20% back and then the person that was taking our order, I was like, oh, can you please just add this and then add it to the same receipt? Because you have to put it in one receipt. Yeah. And they just added it and they cancelled our previous order and they just added it and then we were able to get it approved on the spot. And I could hear them speaking Chinese and then I was like, oh, I'm so thankful. And then, yeah, anyway. So that place was a dozen dozen in Carlton. But they have really, really good Japanese souffle pancakes and you're like, yeah, wobble it. And there was a, we got an Earl Grey, couldn't really taste Earl Grey but it was El Grey Apple, which is like, it's okay. And mm. then the tiramisu was really good. Um, but there's a hoji cha one, which I regret not getting. I should have gotten that, but I didn't. Next time, next but time. But they're also really expensive, Davina, so I don't know if I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so maybe planning some more Melbourne money trips, uh, mm. restaurants, um, dining in sponsored by the Melbourne government. I don't even know where the money's coming from, but there is, there was seven mil in the fund. I think that's down to yeah. six mil now. So it's just until the funds run out. Okay. Um, so that's really good. And not a lot of people actually know about it. So um, I've just been telling people like, if, yeah, if you're in the city, just like it's approved within one minute of submitting it and then you get mm. your money back within like three to five business days. So really, so really good. great initiative. Yeah. So they're trying to get people back into the city. Mm. Um, during the uh, post-lockdown kind of environment. But other than that, yeah, still working from home. Uh, I think that's about it. Oh, 
caught Ben and Jerry's the other day. That was a good, I don't know if that's an update, but they were half price at Coles. Um, that was the first time I drove out at 9.30 p.m. to to um, get them before the 10 p.m. Coles closed. But um, yeah, Coles actually, if anyone didn't know, they change their catalogs uh, every Tuesday night. So if you want something, the Wednesday would have not been for half price and I checked and it wasn't. So that's, if anyone needs to know that, you know that now. Um. I have to admit, I know that too. And yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the grocery store way too much. But like, I get excited. Like each new week, I'm like, oh, what's on special this week? Like, what ice cream's on special yeah. now? Like, what chocolate's on special now? And yeah. honestly, it does keep you on your toes a little bit. Yeah, hunting for those bargains. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, going into what I've watched, I don't think I'd recommend this. But I'll just talk about it anyway. I watched A Quiet Place 2, the movie. Oh, okay, sorry. Finish this and then I'll, I have to say something. Okay. <laughs> no, you can say it now if you want because I... Uh, okay, because I watched A Quiet Place, the first movie. Mm. Um, and I watched it on TV. I think they were playing it on Channel 7 or something at a friend's place. Mm. Would not recommend watching it on <laughs> like live say. television because there's like an oh. ad like every five minutes. Uh, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. like the MasterChef ad and they were like... Oh, who's in this race? And like literally a quiet place, like they don't speak, it's silent. That's mm. the whole point that builds tension. Mm. So you're kind of getting nervous and then it's like Master Chef ad. Mm. <laughs> like, oh I'm atmosphere. surprised you watched it. Did you so did you enjoy it? I think ads aside and stuff. Um and sorry, when people ask me like, do I enjoy like thriller movies? I'm always like, no, it's not enjoyable. But <laughs> like I didn't enjoy the process of watching it. But um uh no, not not really. Wouldn't wouldn't watch the second one. Um, mm. I just watched it because my friend wanted to, and mm. it's always kind of fun when you're watching it with someone else. Mm. Yeah, so that's what I thought as well. So yeah. I went into the movies to watch it, first time seeing a movie in the cinemas for a while, and yeah, I don't love thriller movies, and A Quiet Place Two is yeah again focused on mm. like their silences. It's I don't know. I feel like I might have liked the ads. Probably not actually, but. It was like a group of us going and honestly, like halfway through or like just throughout the movie, I was like, I could just leave and not pull myself through this stress because there's, <laughs> you're, just, you're just sitting there waiting for something to happen. Yeah. And all the other people, like majority of the people that I went with were like, oh yeah, that was quite enjoyable. And I was like, that's not enjoyable. Yeah, it's not. It's like, it's worse when you know something is coming or mm. like, oh, just, I don't know. I don't know if I go again to watch a thriller movie I can't remember the last thriller movie that I did watch but I think I'm at that point where I've decided that I don't enjoy thriller movies we we watched that Korean one in in Brisbane okay that was like oh no that was worse that was so much more scary than I think that was actually not that bad though what was it called oh let's find it so people can cannot watch it no no I actually like that one that was interesting that was more like psychological thriller I think yeah. this one Quiet Place is like a bit of supernatural kind of things where it's like yeah you can't really reason what's happening because it's just like in a different world and yeah was it The Call Something yes like that. yeah 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 it was The Call so um, if anyone's watched The Call it's um that's pretty good I'd recommend that actually oh I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd recommend, but it was, it's definitely, I guess it's effective because it's haunting. Like I found it really like gives me goosebumps and like, oh, the end scene, 
Yeah. Just, yeah. See, this is the great thing about not having a memory. I don't even remember the end scene. Okay. Anyway. I just remember it was Uh, like a bit scary. It was well done. I think it was well done. Yeah, Yeah, give it that. Um, Yeah. But again, don't know if I say it was enjoyable. Ooh. Yeah, um, so yeah, that was something that I watched. I also recently, oh, I've been watching a bunch of things. So One Tree Hill is something that I started up and it's nine seasons and I have been watching it kind of on like, yeah, two times speed as well so that I can get through it because <laughs> I'm waiting for them to get to their adult stage because currently they're in high school, right? So yeah. it's like, I don't really care about you in high school because I can't really relate to those problems as much. Mm. And, yeah, it's quite cool to see how something was shot, like, almost 20 years ago and still have quite relevant themes to what's going on now. Um, Mm. I will say, I think, comparing, like, I guess, like, a 13 Reasons Why or, like, a teen drama to, like, that, the ones now are quite... I feel like they're quite graphic and quite... I don't know. That's probably the the intended effect, right, to have them very in-your-face and very, like, talking about really dark themes and stuff. But... It might just be like that time had different themes to this time, but yeah, um, yeah, that's been really good. Um, would recommend that's on seven now. You can watch all nine seasons. So I'm really excited for the the character growth and the character development because yeah. I can remember what they did because I would have just watched it a month ago. So <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> um, and then, oh, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Uh, I watched Startup. Oh, but not the Korean one. Oh, okay. Sorry, I immediately jumped to the Korean one because I'm like, <laughs> I swear we've talked about this, but like last no, I year. Think we, I think we have talked about Startup. So there's an American TV series called Startup. It's three seasons and it's mm. based on the, like, it's actually based on like crypto, the dark web. Um, and it's these three people who create a startup or a business around, mm. yeah, crypto, uh, and the dark web and stuff like that. So it's quite interesting. It's a bit older. I think it only hit Netflix recently, which is why it's uh, actually been on like the what people are watching now. Mm. Um, but Seth Cohen is in it. Oh my gosh, I just said Seth Cohen. Adam Brody is in it. Seth Cohen is his OC character. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know who either of them are. <laughs> uh, Adam Brody is the guy who's in the OC. So he... Yeah. I don't think he ages, but he was in the OC way back when. And I don't think any of the other ones are notable, at least not that I know of. But it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting to see how it's pretty much around like these three, they're pretty much criminals trying to um, make all this money on the dark web and seeing how that kind of works out kind of really opens my eyes to kind of what would actually happen in the real world and there's probably Mm. a lot of this illegal activity happening money flowing from illegal sources and stuff like that and even just with crypto and bitcoin and all that stuff people using that to like hide their money trail and stuff so i find it quite fascinating how they've used technology and like tech to like really make their stuff untraceable and that's what it's designed to do right so there was like this um there's a lot of like morality kind of themes going through it like should you do it for the money should we protect um the privacy of our users even though if they're doing illegal stuff that was a big one yeah because like sorry we're not 
actually doing the act of illegal stuff, but it's actually killing people. And but where the platform that's merely just facilitating that, should we be held accountable for that? Yeah. So that's yeah. like quite interesting, just from a like, um, yeah, real world sense. Because Facebook, I think, has come under that scrutiny as well or like apple where they're like hey something's about to happen you need us you need Mm. to give us these passwords for these accounts and apple's like no like that's it's privacy and like Mm. otherwise their users won't trust them yeah um so i find that yeah it's i I don't know i don't know what i would do actually because their business model is like we'll protect you but then it's like the greater Mm. good argument is like you could also be saving thousands of people so interesting is it very dark it sounds quite dark it is quite dark and I was speaking to a fellow colleague about it and there's actually like quite graphic sex scenes in the first episode yeah (laughs) what does that do with cryptocurrency (laughs) no exactly so my friend like he had actually heard really good things about it and then he's like I watched it and there was there was just like it's just like happening every like 10 minutes he's like I just stopped watching I was like no 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 just get through that and it gets better oh my god so yeah it's what like that's a forewarning for that but yeah definitely picks up in um after that I found it a bit slow in the first ish season but second and third were really good so okay oh so you finished it it now yeah yeah I finished it is quite dark like there's gangs involved Mm. there is like it's based in or like set in Florida yeah and there's a lot of different I guess ethnic groups in Florida and how that kind of reflects your economic status and kind of what those groups do to make money is quite interesting so um yeah quite quite dark though um definitely like uh not for kids (laughs) but um yeah yeah good watch um our our teenage audience members (laughs) (laughs) you can not take my recommendation i don't think (laughs) definitely recommend it it's I don't think it's renewed for a fourth season, mm. which is quite sad, but it's one of those shows that, yeah, was picked up by Netflix, but it was created by another network. So right. it's like dependent if Netflix will try and like reproduce it, I guess, for yeah. the fourth season. So, um, but yeah, it was made in 2018, the last one. Okay. The last okay, season. Yeah. Probably won't, which is sad, but yeah. <laughs> I have a recommendation, but it's more lighthearted and oh yes, again a rom com. <laughs> I feel like we have these themes, like where like I watch one type of show and then you'll watch one another time, yeah. and we just don't really stray off this like track. <laughs> yeah. At least it's a mix, so I don't know. Um, but I watched this show. This was probably a couple of weeks back. Um, called Starstruck. Mm-hmm. Have I mentioned to you? I think so. Yeah, but I don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, let me resell this. Yeah. Um, so it stars Rose Matafeo, who's this New Zealand comedian, Mm. Um, but it's like a BBC show. So, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a six part series and it basically talks about how she has a one night stand with this guy who ends up being this actor Mm. and he's like really famous. And like the episodes are just basically the stories of like how they almost get together, but they don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really funny. Like, it's actually really funny. Like, because you know when you watch, like, rom-coms, like, romance, they're, like, really predictable and it's kind mm. of, like, funny, but, like, oh, it's, like, really sweet and cute. Mm-hmm. This is, like, definitely not to that vibe. It's mm. more funny. I don't know. Like, there's, like, and the interactions feel kind of, like, real. Like, there's a lot of awkwardness. 
mm. but that isn't too overdone that it's like kind of cringy. Mm. Are they hour long episodes? No, it's like really short. I'm pretty sure like they're 20, 20 minutes, oh, 30 minutes. Yeah, and it's like six short. episodes. Yeah. But I feel oh. like the British do that. They have like TV series and they're like mm. single digit number episodes. But yeah, so like really easy, really lighthearted watch. But yeah, other than that, I have read a book recently called Fleischman is in Trouble. Um, this is a recommendation that I heard on a different podcast mm-hmm. called Chat 10 Looks 3. Um, and they mentioned this like ages ago. And it's basically about this guy who's recently divorced from his wife and his mm-hmm. wife disappears and leaves him with the kids. Like the whole book, like well, most of it is just him being like, where's my wife gone? Like she's abandoned me and basically just saying terrible things about his wife and like being very Mm. angry about the situation Mm -hmm. and then at some point because it's not written from like you get an insight into what he's thinking and like the reasoning behind the things that he does but it's not written from his perspective like it's not written first person it's written from one of his friends perspectives Mm. and then at some point I don't want to spoil it, but at some point there's like a twist and then you kind of see his wife's perspective. And it's kind of interesting because it kind of ties into what I was thinking about when I was watching Couples Therapy is like very much in every relationship, there really is two sides of the story or especially in a situation where like people are separating, it's very easy to antagonize the other person. Um, And I'm sure like maybe you like, like, I've even felt this, like, when I'm with friends and things like that, they'll tell me, like, oh, like, you know, their partner or their ex was, like, so-and-so bad in this this and this way. And it's – and not saying that's not the truth, but also, like, realising that there is, like, mm. really – like, very much another side. Yeah. And also not that either person is wrong, mm-hmm. but it's just what they value or what's important to them or what they mm. think is a non-negotiable. Yeah. Mm, very interesting. Yeah, I think the whole uh, there's two sides to the story thing, it's quite hard because I think there's a saying like there's there's their side, the other person's side, and the truth. Mm. And it's like, how do you even get to the truth then if there's like only two people yeah. um, in that relationship? Because they, they each have their own truths and it's just like, well, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's quite of a sticky situation, especially if you don't, if there's no like common uh, viewing of one situation and one person just completely interprets it in a yeah. different way or takes something in a different um, way that that person intended. So yeah, it's um, yeah. And with like relationships as well, you don't really go in to like investigate who's really like telling the truth. You kind of, there's like an element of like feeling as well and you can't really validate, mm-hmm. not, not saying to invalidate feelings, but you can't really like prove that, they were feeling that or like yeah um or they weren't feeling that so it's yeah that'd be quite interesting to read was there a resolve in the end of like how to do or like re- like like a lesson learned or something yeah like that? yeah yeah uh like I wouldn't say it's like a it wasn't like tied neatly at the end like a happy ending because you know the whole thing is that they're separated or they're and they've, they're getting a divorce. Um, like, I think from both sides, there's, like, a lot of anger. Like, when you're, mm-hmm. like, reading both sides of the story. And realising that each person's anger is justified mm. to a certain extent. 
But obviously mm. you can't, like, you know, that, that's why the rift occurs or that's why mm. the argument and then the unhappiness starts. Mm-hmm. Each thinking of their own circumstances and I think also feeling misunderstood and overlooked mm-hmm. or feeling blamed for certain things, um, like, in that giving rise to each individual's anger and mm-hmm. seeing that, like, anger really build up and ultimately mm-hmm. erupt in this kind of separation. Um, within mm-hmm. their relationship so like yeah very like very interesting because it's like I, I wasn't ever reading it I'm like that makes no sense why would he say that why would she say that it's just like okay I can see it from both perspectives nobody's wrong in a sense but also I guess each person is so entrenched in their own point of view and I think that's probably where one of the problems lie um right and I think the other thing is just like insecurity like each person has their own insecurities and things that they're sensitive about, which means that when they're provoked, they're naturally going to overreact. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to become like a really kind of point of conflict within the relationship. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us ramble um, on about the many things that we have watched slash read slash listened to. Um, Hopefully we didn't go on too many tangents. That's why we definitely did, but um, hopefully it was interesting nonetheless. um, And you enjoyed joining us for our second episode. And I guess we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.